It is March 17th, the year 2021. A happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there listening. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. I am your host, Brad Ward. Mikey is on the ones and twos. Tonight we have a very special guest uh, joining us momentarily. Uh, his name is Doc Holiday, former running back for the Rams. Played his college football at uh, Memphis uh, for the Memphis Tigers. He will join us to talk about the Browns' home run free agency uh, hit on one John Johnson the third. Uh, we talked about him on the Saving the Safety Room show here. This guy is a freaking stud. Love this guy. He's going to change the Browns' defense. They knocked it out of the park with this one. I know many of you are anxious about the edge, about cornerback. We're going to talk about that after a little bit, real briefly after the uh, interview. We're going to come back. I'm going to go through some names for you. We'll give you up to date on everything. Uh, anybody that's linked to the Browns at this point, we'll cover all of that with you before we get out of here. But tonight. Uh, let's first get to the interview with the one and only Doc Holliday. He uh, was a running back uh, in the NFL, in the CFL, uh, and also now is the co-host with Isaac Bruce of the uh, Believe in Rams podcast. Let's see if uh, we how we can do this uh, seamlessly here, Mikey. Think we got this one? Here we go. We are thrilled to welcome to All Eyes on Cleveland tonight a very special guest, Doc Holliday. Uh, played his football for the Memphis Tigers, uh, former NFL running back and CFL running back, uh, played in the NFL for the Rams, and is now co-host of the Believe in Rams podcast. How are we doing tonight, Doc? Hey, I'm well, Brad. How you doing, man? I'm doing very good. Very good. Excited to have you on, sir. Very excited. Appreciate you having uh, me, man. Yeah. I So I, I was looking kind of down your timeline and stuff, and you're very involved still with the Memphis Tigers. I see you, you know, rooting them on and kind of posting players and stuff. And as I kind of researched a little more, I saw that that I didn't realize this, but Isaac Bruce, your, your podcast partner, also went to Memphis, same time as you. And you guys played in the, for the Rams at the same time. So you guys play in college together and pro together, and now you host the uh, Believe in Rams podcast together. You guys have been friends for obviously a long time. Uh, how did you meet Isaac, and is that just by happenstance that that happened? Or? Hey, you know, it's an interesting story, man. Of course I met him when he came, and when he signed at the time, we were still called Memphis State when he came to play uh, okay. with me at Memphis State, man. He was leaving uh, Santa Monica Junior College, and, uh, when I first, you know, when I first met him, when, when a lot of us first met him at Memphis State, you know, Isaac didn't talk a lot. He still doesn't talk a lot now. But <laughs> when we first saw him in training camp, I was like, you know, since I was on offense, I was a running back. He was a receiver. And I was, you know, I was watching him. We was watching him. We was like, damn, man, that dude cold. Because, you know, back then, you, I mean, even what made him so good, you can't tell when he's going to come out of his breaks. So that's why he was almost unguardable. So we saw that. And I was like, man, this dude. You know, this dude is pretty much unguardable. So the first time I said something to him, I was like, hey, man, hey, man, nice route. He didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, okay. Maybe he didn't hear me. So he did it again. 
I was like, hey, man, hey, hey, nice route. He didn't say anything again. I said, man, if I say one more thing to this dude and he ignores me, I'm punching him in his face. But that's just how Isaac was, man. And since then, uh, he and I have been like best friends, man. He was in my wedding, man. And, and as you said, you know, uh, we, we got real close at Memphis. And uh, when I played for the St. Louis Rams, started off on the practice squad. I was living with him. So big money, take care of little money, man. You know, eventually I got activated to, the, you know, the active roster. But, yeah, hey, look, you so I stayed with him, man, and we've been close ever since. That's pretty cool, man. That's an awesome story. And yeah, that's that's crazy. You guys, you know, started in college, uh, played in the pros together and now hosting a podcast together about the very team that you played for. So that's pretty cool stuff. Yes, sir. Um, I went back and watched some of your highlights from Memphis, uh, you know, uh, Memphis State or whatever, but. You were running people, Memphis. Yeah, you were running people over. It had some, uh, it, the one I could find. It had some some uh, '90s, you know, rap in it. Some Master P and something. Whoever put that together, yeah. it was it was awesome. Uh, it was an awesome uh, uh, clip uh, before HD, obviously. But you know, you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I know. You were running some people over, man. So you're a beast. That was awesome. I was checking that out too. So I always got to do my research before I have people on. So, uh, so good stuff there. We w- wanted to bring you on. Uh, you know the Browns in free agency, and and uh, he was one of the guys that I highlighted all along. I did a you know a, a segment a couple weeks ago on fixing the safety room and kind of looked at the PFF grades of some of the guys that were there last year. And, you know, below 50, pretty bad. Like, we got to get a stud in here. You know, Joe Woods wants to play with three safeties on the field. So even if a Grant Delpit comes back healthy, they're still going to need a third guy that can play, um, along with Ronnie Harrison and him. And I was like, man, you know, I'm good on Anthony Harris. He kind of took a step back. The guy that I really, really like is is John Johnson the third. And, uh, you know, a couple other people around town have been saying the same thing. And so we kind of felt like this was a home run uh, hit here when they when they were able to sign uh, John Johnson III. Tell tell me a little bit about what you see in him, what exactly the Browns are getting with John Johnson III. Just a straight baller, man. Just a straight dog. Not only is he a baller and he's a dog, man, he's extremely smart. You know, as I said, he's tough, man. He's one of those players that, you know, you want to have – not only on your defense, but on that last level of defense on your defense. And John Johnson, the third, he's one of the you know the main reasons why the Rams had the number one defense in the NFL last year. He's just a you know, as I said, he's a dog man because yeah, you don't have many safeties who can be a box safety and a deep safety. And what I mean by a box safety, which means he can come down in the box, running back, get the rock. He gonna punch you in your mouth, and he's not afraid to punch you in your mouth. That's what I like about John Johnson, the third. That's why I hate we're losing him. I hate to lose him, but I'm glad he's found somewhere somebody's gonna pay him, man. You know, twenty. I think what twenty four million guaranteed. So you yeah, all get twenty four yeah. million guaranteed, thirty three point seven five. You know, for three years. But John Johnson the third, extremely, extremely impressed with the man. You know, his uh, he's you know he spent his his first four seasons uh, with us. You know, uh, from Boston College, and he's you know, just to see his evolution and see him progress to the player he was last year. Think about it, man. We had Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Leonard Floyd yep. on that defense, but he was the ones with the with the with the headset, yeah. You know, with the communication in his helmet, talking to the defense coordinator, calling so the plays. You know how yeah. smart he is. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, extremely impressed with John Johnson the third man. I think you all are gonna love him. 
Yeah, so that's I know a lot. Not, I mean, he gets he gets kind of overlooked on that defense, and uh, I know he's been a key, big key part of it. A uh, guy here in town starts immediately diving into uh, you know the film work, and he was posting as soon as they signed him. He was posting highlight after highlight on Twitter, and I was like, man, this guy is so much fun to watch. It's crazy. He's all over the place and, and making plays. There's a little connection there with Wade Phillips and Joe Woods. Wade Phillips. Uh, kind of gave him his first shot, right? Put him on the field his rookie year uh, and moved on from somebody else. I'm not sure exactly who it was at the time, but um, and uh, he started, you know, like you said, balling right away. And then, uh, you know, Wade Phillips and uh, Joe Woods replaced Wade Phillips in Denver when he went to the Rams. So they have a relationship. So it's not kind of you can kind of draw those dots together that, hey, I'm sure they talked about him a little bit and what they're getting here in, as far as a player. What about him off the field, personality-wise? Do you know anything about him? I, I've heard he's kind of a outgoing leader, and he's only 25 years old, right? Yeah, yeah, he's only he's a, he's a young man, man. As far as – let me tell you something. I don't know much about him off the field, but you know what? That's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot about you off the field. That means you, you, you're getting in some trouble. You're getting into some trash. <laughs> so as far as I hear, man, John Johnson III is just a real good teammate, just a real good young man, someone you want to have around, someone who makes good decisions, someone who, does, someone who doesn't get caught, you know, in the nightlife and all the madness. And if you can see, if he was in L.A., you know, the hotbed of madness in America and wasn't able to get in any trouble and keep his hand clean, keep his hands clean, he can go anywhere else across the country and keep his hands clean. So – He's one of those, man, you know he's going to come to your city. He's not going to cause a lot of problems. He's going to bring productivity and positivity not only to your organization but to your city. So I don't think anybody in Cleveland should be worried about John Johnson III tearing up the city, man. I think everything going to be tearing up is them cats on that football field. So that's all y'all want him to do. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, I think he can, uh, you know, stay away from the temptations in Cleveland if he was good in L.A. <laughs> yes, sir. Really, yes, sir. Doesn't really compare there. Uh, but that's that's good stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you if uh, Doc. I was curious about one more question about you here as yeah. I was getting onto it. Did you you went to school for uh, broadcast uh, journalism? Well, yeah, I started off, man. When I first got there, I really didn't know what my uh, major was going to be. I said I was going to own a business and all that stuff. But really, really, man, you know, I just wanted to go play football. But so I started off in business. And uh, the more and more I got interviewed, you know, news or sports reporters would be like, Doc, you need to be going to communications. You're going to end up taking our job before, you know, uh, before. So I kind of, you know, I finally listened to him. And when I came back from playing CFL ball, that's when I went back to Memphis. Uh, and got my degree in broadcasting. So, yeah, I, I ended up switching to it. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you can tell, obviously, you're excellent on you know on the air and everything, Thanks, but I, I was just uh, – I had noticed that. And uh, did you work at one of the news stations there, out there, or, for, or with news director, sports director, or something like that? Oh, yeah, man. You know what? Well, actually, my first television job was $7 an hour, 20 hours a week, man. I had came, came back from the <laughs> CFL. I was broke. But I need, know I needed to get back in school, but I know I wanted to do sports on television. So I just took, you know, took the, the lowest paying job really in the TV station because I wanted to get my foot in the door. So I did that and just learned the business after that, you know, how to operate a camera, how to edit. Even back then, it was tape to tape, man. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and I've been a sports director. I just finished nine years sports director at local Memphis, uh, ABC 24 here in Memphis. And I, you know, decided not to resign. Uh, doing something else now, but yeah, man, I, I, I've, I've spent some years in the business. That's awesome. That's cool. I, I wanted to ask you about that. I noticed that on, uh, 
on uh, your LinkedIn page and stuff and thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. All right, so another guy from the Rams here, right, that I have been kind of focused on is Troy Hill, right? Free agency, we're a couple days into it now. Browns need to replace uh, Kevin Johnson at, with a slot cornerback. One of my favorites is Troy Hill because I know he can play outside too. He did it before Jalen Ramsey came, right? So he's very versatile, can do both. Um, what What are your thoughts on on his free agency? Do you think that uh, the Rams have do they have a desire to bring him back, or is he pretty much once he sees that that free agency out there, he's probably going to end up someplace else? No, of course the Rams want him back because Jalen Ramsey wants him back. When your top cornerback, you know, one of the best players on your team says they yeah. want somebody, you try to at least try to make it happen. If you can, it all depends on what kind of money Troy Hill is asking for and what he's expecting. Uh, so you see the, uh, the the Rams letting him hit the open market like this. But, uh, yeah, man, Troy Hill's a, a, a great player. He's a good player. That's why Jalen Ramsey is, you know, so high on him. As good as Jalen is, he loves the fact that he doesn't have to worry about this side of the field and he can actually, you know, even if he doesn't follow a, a receiver, the best receiver all the time, he has confidence that his corner on the other side can shut him down or at least do a good job of covering him. But the thing about it, if you all bring in Troy, he he's already used to playing with John Johnson the third, and that was a good thing about all of that because Jalen Ramsey taking care of his business on this side, even if you don't, you know, even if Troy Hill – wasn't man-to-man on the best receiver on the other side. He still had help from Jordan Fuller and Troy, you know, and uh, uh, John Johnson III, those guys back there. So Jalen able to go one-on-one. They can bracket uh, whoever the other top receiver is. But Troy Hill has good man-to-man coverage skills. He has good instincts, as does John Johnson III. So – I would think that'd be a good pickup as well, but damn, Brad, y'all can't have our entire defense. You can't have I, I, that's what I'm saying, right? It's the best. De- <laughs> it's the best defensive football. Yeah. You take take as many guys as you can, right? I ain't mad at you. Yeah, I ain't mad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just like those two guys a lot. When I was doing my you know free agency work, obviously, uh, the Rams were fun to watch on defense. Oh, as always. Uh, now they they did choose to spend their big money on uh, their edge. Leonard Floyd, uh, sixteen million dollars per year. Uh, you think that was the right right decision as far as you know? If they had to choose between John Johnson or Troy Hill or, or uh, keeping their edge, uh, you know, to start not letting them see that open market. You think that was the right move to keep Floyd? Of course, man. Because for one, Leonard Floyd had a career year last season. You know, ten and a yeah. half playing next to Aaron Donald now. I'll be the first one to say a lot of those sacks came because he was playing next to Aaron Donald. But at the same time, when you watch Leonard Floyd, Floyd play last season, dude was just relentless. He was just getting after cats. He, I mean, I seen a couple of plays. He was blocked two and three times, getting up, still going out there and got some sacks and got some tackles for loss uh, for that. So I'm I'm glad to see them keep Leonard Floyd as I, they had to make a choice and they chose Leonard Floyd. And this is why I'm not upset about that because you want your pass rush to be good. If your yes. pass rush is good, you really don't. It really don't matter who you got in the defensive backfield because this quarterback ain't got time to really throw the ball. So I can see why they kept Leonard Floyd uh, instead of John Johnson third because he had a great year and he's playing well with AD. And the thing about it, if you let Leonard Floyd go, AD already get double team and triple teamed a lot. You yeah. let Leonard Floyd go and you don't have anybody else but AD. Now he's getting quadruple team. He ain't giving you nothing. So you got to at least keep somebody else on that defensive line out in that box. What the other team has to pay attention to. 
Yeah, I mean, after that Super Bowl, right, you know, there is no question that pass rush is the key, right? you got to be able to get home with four, and uh, that's that's just the way it is. So that seems to make be priority one for most teams right now, right? We're trying mm-hmm. to find Miles Garrett's running mate in Cleveland, you know, like Leonard Floyd is to, yeah. to Donald. So we're in the trying to work that out right now in free agency uh, and maybe in the draft. Uh, so... As far as the Rams go, big changes, right? The golf era has ended, and uh, they usher in Matt Stafford. So, you know, I think pretty highly of Matt Stafford. You know, uh, I think he played great football in Detroit. He's a tough, tough son of a son of a bitch. You know, he, he's. Uh, uh, I just think he hasn't had the right opportunity. He gets the chance now with the Rams, Sean McVay. Uh, the sky's the limit, right? With with Stafford, is that the is this the bump the Rams needed to be uh, Super Bowl champions here? Bring one home. Well, we hope, man. This I know this is a move that the Rams had to make. I mean, the one move that they had to make this offseason, they had to address the quarterback situation. Had to get Jerry Goff ass up out of there, man, because we were done with him. He was <laughs> done with us. You know what I mean? So to get somebody yeah. like Matthew Stafford, it's a you know, hey, it's an upgrade. So you it can't is. be mad at it. So I'm glad we got Matthew Stafford joining the, you know, joining the squad. I would still like to see us get a, a receiver to take the top off the defense to help Matthew Stafford out because Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, as good as they are, they're pretty much possession receivers, man. You know, they'll get it. They're good yards out yeah. the catch. You want those deep posts and those deep outs. That's really not them. So I'm glad to see Matthew Stafford come aboard. That deal is official today. And to get Jerry Goff out of there. So we're hoping that it's a bump that's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. But we shall see. We know that we, you know, the quarterback position won't be the reason why we don't make it next year, uh, which the quarterback position was a big reason why we didn't make it this year. So uh, for as sure. much as you know, we appreciate Jerry Goff, man. I'm glad his ass gone, man. You know, yeah. Honestly, no no question. I've just seen pictures of McVay just like looking at him like sometimes. And I'm like, dang, that dude hates him. He he hates Jared Goff. You can just see it in his eyes. He's like, why does he hate him so much? It, it may have been just disgust, man, because you know, you you, you watch know. Jared Goff. His his body language. It's like, dude, you don't even believe in yourself. I'm watching him like, man, if I'm in the huddle with you, with your body language and the, probably the way you talking and the way you carrying yourself, you don't believe in you. So I'm not gonna believe in you. So I damn so don't believe in this play you getting ready to call and if it breaks down i don't believe you can make a play to make something happen so jerry goff just his mental toughness yeah wasn't where it's supposed to be man so you know as i said he was checked out on us and we were checked out on him yeah so time to move on new environment for everybody so everybody should win there we'll see what what happens with him and but more more importantly it takes you guys the rams who were just knocking on the door last year and Hopefully it makes uh, takes the next step for you guys in the NFC. Browns are trying to do the same thing in the AFC. Got, you know, a couple plays away from the AFC championship against the Chiefs. Crazy game there. Uh, one of their receivers, Rashard Higgins, is testing the free agency market right now. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from injury. Browns may be testing the receiver market for a guy a little bit to maybe play that third uh, role they're uh, in their receiver room behind uh, Landry and OBJ. A guy named Anthony Miller, who uh, went to Memphis, uh, is uh, just last night was rumored to be on the trade block out of Chicago. 
what would the Browns be getting if they went and, and, and rang his number? Just a tough, extremely talented, mentally tough, physically tough. He'll block great hands, great route runner. He's a guy, man, he, he, he needs to pray and hope Chicago gets him out of there because they're horrible. And the fact of the matter, he hasn't had a quarterback to throw him the ball. And even when a quarterback is in there, they don't look for him. So if the Browns, any, even if it's not you all, anybody getting Anthony Miller, I mean, they are, they are getting a player who can seriously, like from this past season to next season, make a jump. You'd be like, where the hell that dude come from? Not knowing he'd been in the NFL four years. He's that good and he has that much potential. And I think a lot of teams know that. It's just the fact he's played with the Bears who – you know, Miss Trubisky, and that's what I call him, Miss Trubisky, not Bisky. That's why that's what I call him. He just cannot play. He's not yeah. a good quarterback, man. So uh, unfortunately for Anthony, you know, as I said, I'm real close with his family. His uncle play receiver with me and Isaac at Memphis. Uh, and I'm real close with his mom and dad and everybody. And I know Anthony, man. He's you know, he, he's just a great young man. But anybody who gets Anthony Miller, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, if you just get him a quarterback and somebody to get him the ball, you know, his, his, his mentality is a lot like Baker Mayfield. Baker, like, I don't give a damn. I'm up and smack you. I'm going hit you in your mouth. I'm just going to ball out. That's how Anthony Miller is. So if you got a quarterback like that, then you get a tough dude like that. Because let's be honest, man, OBJ with all the talent, his problem is he's been more interested in being a celebrity, man, other than being a football player. With all that talent, he just wants to be a celebrity. So if he can focus – and y'all get Anthony Miller, man. I'm telling you, anybody that get a Miller, they're getting a heck of a ball player. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought the same thing. I mean, he took a step forward this year, even with the bad passing game. And you can see the talent when he plays. I mean, he, he certainly has the skills out there to have a breakout year with the, in a different scheme or whatever. Uh, whatever they're doing there in, in Chicago. They got Andy Dalton now. Like, that's going to solve the problems over there. I know, man. Uh, I mean, that's like that's so. like getting a healthy trash bag and replacing it with a glad, man. Both of them trash bags, man. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, get your thoughts here on free agency in general. Any What's your biggest surprise? Any huge surprises that jump off the page to you that, that kind of took you back here in the first couple of days of free agency? Not really. You know, I really didn't pay too much attention to it. If it wasn't the Rams, I was really more focused on what they were doing. So, you know, anything yeah. else, I'm glad to see Dak Prescott get his money. You know, see, you know, he's not someone that's – but, you know, staying in our division, NFC West, I was kind of surprised to see A.J. Green go to the Cardinals. So, Arizona trying to do some things. You get A.J., you put him with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they added J.J. Watt. So, you know, the Cardinals have made some big moves this offseason. So, I've just really been focused on what the Rams doing. And, you know, a couple of teams in our division. But overall, uh, you know, I don't, other teams, it's like, it's you know, it's cool, man. We'll holler at y'all. Yeah. I mean, they say the NFC West and the uh, AFC North are the two toughest divisions of football right there. Sure. So, oh. uh, yeah, I mean, the 49ers have been doing some things. And, uh, you know, they had yeah. the injury uh injury craziness last year that kind of took them out of the out of the picture but uh i'm sure that they'll bounce back and everything there so it's yeah, playing in a tough division but for sure anything you want to see the rams do here in free agency before the draft man get a receiver get a get a speedy receiver get a receiver that yeah. takes the top off the defense man don't be you know now you have somebody you have a quarterback that can throw it deep who can get it there because jerry Goff just couldn't man you know he he was under under Neath guy, he had to do a lot of misdirection. That's how we had to handle things, man, and uh, uh, a lot of underneath routes. Just get a, a speedy receiver, even if, you know, you don't 
you know, you don't connect with them, but at least have the threat to throw it, throw it deep two or three times a game. What's uh, what's the one kid's name? For, I think he's from Florida. Van Jefferson. Is he a deep threat? Yeah, you're, you're not sold I on him. I haven't. Well, I haven't seen him uh, enough of him yet, man. I think if he was a deep threat, we could have used him last season. You know, right. he still has a lot to learn as far as playing receiver. But if he was a deep threat, we still could have thrown him out there and had him go deep. So I have to see him do that. So until I see him do that, I'm gonna say no. But I'm I'm yeah. not gonna say he can't be. But I'm gonna say yeah. no. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the good thing about that is there's wide receivers everywhere, right? This is the yeah. deepest free agency class ever. And for the second year in a row, the draft is super deep with wide receivers, and they got a lot of speedy guys in there. So they should be able to land somebody to take do that for them offensively. Uh, I don't know. You probably don't follow the Browns that much. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about them a little bit. They got to take the next step in 2021. For me, it's kind of like, okay, Baker's new money will hit in 2023, right? That rookie that rookie quarterback deal's over. So you got to go for it now, this year, and next year especially. Uh, I'd like to see him take a step forward this year, maybe get to the AFC Championship game, and then really take a shot at it in 2022. Uh, what, do the, what do the Browns have to do to, to take that next step, you think? Well, Brad, you know what, man? With with all due respect to you and your show, man, because I'm glad you you got me on the show. Yeah. With all due respect to Cleveland fans listening, Browns fans listening, man, I don't give a damn what Cleveland does. No, but seriously, though, <laughs> seriously though, no, man. You know what? Continue. You know, just continue to uh, progress and upgrade. You all have some playmakers on, on both sides yeah. of the ball. Now you you you've got a you've got a great potential you know NFL Pro Bowler John Johnson the third in that defensive backfield a defensive backfield that was already pretty good and y'all got that beast in Miles Garrett on the defensive line I mean God dang bro you know what I'm saying even if you don't put anybody with him man he's just a hell raiser man worse than Pinhead so I think the Browns man <laughs> if you all because I mean you all you all made a nice little run this season which I wasn't expecting that. So yeah. you all have some chemistry going on. I would think the best thing you all could do, y'all holding on to OBJ, don't let him come back into the offense forcing things, forcing him the ball. L- let him come back and play a role because offensively you all have, you all have got some chemistry going, and defensively you all have got some chemistry. So for you all to take this, uh, 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 the next step, I think you all learned a lot this past season, and I think that's only going to help you all going forward. And as I said, you have a, a superstar like OBJ and with a superstar mentality, just don't let him come back trying to force things and make them force to give him the ball, make him come in and play within, you know, the parameters of the offense. Yeah, man, John, John Johnson, the third, I'm hoping is the difference maker on that defense. You know, they got, we got Denzel Ward on one side. You got Greedy Williams coming back on the other. You got Grant Delbit coming back from injury at the one safety spot. I just feel like uh, that's a lot of young talent back there. If he can kind of lead those younger guys, uh, even though he's only 25, those other guys are younger than him. Uh, but but a talented group back there, and hopefully uh, that he is the uh, uh, the catalyst for that group to take a next step forward. Because defense was the problem ultimately uh, last year. So uh, that's uh, we're really excited to get him, and it was great to be able to talk to you about him. And uh, also Anthony Miller, get your story. You've been a great guest tonight, Doc. I appreciate your time, making time for All Eyes on Cleveland. We appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. I have to apologize, man. You I'm going to tell you, you couldn't find any Rams footage. Let me tell you something, man. I, I, I have submitted to the NFL, man, 
like five times over the last 10 to 15 years to give me some game film. They won't do it, man. Or they try to charge me like $150 an hour. I'm not paying them for that, man. So nah, I appreciate you doing your research, Brad. I appreciate that, man. Of Good course, hope. man. Of course. I, I had to watch it. I was enjoying the tunes, too, because that was that's my kind of music, man. That's my, my kind of music. man. That was that yep. music. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. You've been, you've been awesome, man. We appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you, Brad. Big thanks to the one and only Doc Holiday. Uh, he is the co-host with Isaac Bruce of the Believe in Rams podcast, lending us his knowledge on one John Johnson the third and other things, among other things, little Troy Hill, this and that. Uh, breaking news: If you didn't know, <clears throat> while I was asking him, excuse me. About receivers, about Anthony Miller, Rashard Higgins is coming back to the Browns. Yes, yes, yes. He's coming back one more year, and uh, I'm thrilled, uh, as are, I'm sure, all of us out there, Browns fans, as uh, Hig uh, is coming back again for another year, coming, staying here in Cleveland, uh, home sweet home. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. So that uh, just came across the wire there. Wanted to talk real quickly about free agency before we get out of here tonight on All Eyes on Cleveland. Once again, I'm Brad Ward. Mikey's on the ones and twos. And big thanks again to Doc Holliday of Believe in Rams uh, podcast and the Believe Podcast Network for lending him to me and my man Cam Rogers over there. Every time I call over there, he gets hooks me up with a, a guest uh, oftentimes former players it's, it's great he's been uh, tremendous for the show so big thanks to him as well uh, but yes tonight here uh, on the show wanted to hit on where we are with free agency so we know John Johnson the third that's a straight home run he will change the secondary completely this guy can do everything you can play him at free you can play him at strong he can be your rover he can be your viper guy or if you want Delpit in that role. But what he does is he he frees up uh, this defense. He's so versatile that they can play that three-safety look, and you can move guys around. You don't even – I mean, all three of these guys can really play in any one of those spots uh, when you're talking about Harrison, Delpit, and now uh, John Johnson III, uh, who is um, – gonna be an excellent excellent player if you've seen any of the tape that like um that has been posted around twitter uh i mean it's uh, that my guy jake burns has posted over at the obr on their 
on their site uh, up on Twitter. I mean, he is just an absolute baller. And uh, just like uh, Doc said in the interview, uh, he will change his defense. I mean, he play, called the plays for them. He did everything for that Rams defense, and uh, he will change the Browns defense immediately. So that was a home run right off the get. Now, everybody's worried about edge. Tack McKinley is a guy the Browns have tried to obtain like four different times. He slipped through their fingers several times uh, last year when they put a claim in on him, uh, bounced around to a couple teams, failing physicals, ended up with the Raiders, uh, put him on injured reserve. He's been dinged up. He forced his way out of Atlanta, kind of. Uh, he ends up with the Browns on a one-year, $4 million deal. Look at him as kind of the replacement to, you know, uh, Clay, Adrian Claiborne. So he should be like your third edge. They should still be able to address that second edge uh, out there. They also need to address corner. But today, they did some good work. They re-signed Malcolm Smith, brought him back. He was a positive in the linebacker room. And, of course, now Rashard Higgins, which is a huge, huge uh, retaining him to the Browns, is gigantic. So let's go down the list of guys that are still out there and available, and the Browns should still have interest in. You can look at Melvin Gordon. You can look at Jadavian Clowney. Probably not those two, but more like an Alden Smith or Carlos Dunlap would fill that role opposite Miles Garrett pretty uh, um, pretty well. There's guys, Justin Houston, Terrell Basham out there. The two that I look at out of that list are Alden Smith and Carlos Dunlap, maybe one-year deal guys, stop gaps, and then you take your uh, Aziz Ojolari at 26, and you've got your guy of the future in there as well, along with some depth with Tack McKinley, who is certainly a talented pass rusher. Let's hope that change of scenery does him some good. Uh, betting on the culture there a little bit for the Browns, something that is very new to say about the Browns, but it is a positive. At cornerback, there's a million of them out there, and I wanted to express this to everybody that's kind of, you know, oh, they haven't done this, or they missed on an edge, or just patience. Andrew Barry in the salary cap situation right now is one that patience is going to pay off. And that if the first few days you're not, if you refrain from overpaying on guys, which a lot of teams did, if you look at some of those numbers, they are outrageous, uh, especially in this year with the salary cap at 182.5. Teams overpaid on a lot of guys. The Browns weren't going to do that. They, they got the guy they wanted on a very reasonable deal with Joe Johnson. Uh, John Johnson, pardon me, I keep calling him Joe Johnson. John Johnson third. Of course, uh, we talked about what an impact he's going to be. But really, you know, Andrew Barry and his patience will pay off. The, the, the market is going to soften in the coming days. And this second wave of free agents is going to be full of guys that you can get on one-year deal, two-year deal on the cheap. Uh, and they can probably fill a number of holes out there. Now, uh, these are some of the names out there at corner. I mean, there's a million of them out there still. Patrick Peterson, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Kevin King, Troy Hill, we talked about with uh, Doc, uh, Richard Sherman, Brian Poole, a guy that has been linked to the Browns, Desmond King, Adoree Jackson, a guy that has been linked to the Browns, Malcolm Butler, Quentin Dunbar, Nicole Roby Coleman, Mackenzie Alexander, uh, Kwan Williams would fit that slot role. Now, just recently here tonight, we have uh, Steve Dorchek of the Canton Repository saying that uh, Gary and Conley 
another Ohio State kid, uh, you know, uh, could be linked to the Browns and that there's mutual interest between the team and Conley. Uh, Brashad Breland is a guy that I really like from the Chiefs. He's still on the market. Casey Hayward, A.J. Boye, not so much on those guys, but there's a ton of names out there. All those guys could, Malcolm Butler, all those guys could fill roles. But the links are there with, I think you can look at a guy to, you've got to fill that slot role. So premier slot still available, Troy Hill, Brian Poole, who was rumored by Mary Kay Cabot to be linked to the Browns. Uh, Kwan Williams is a premier uh, slot corner. Uh, and, of course, there is uh, some – who is the other guy out there? Uh, got Hill, got Poole. Yeah, that Desmond King can play in the slot as well uh, as uh, Nicole Roby Coleman um, are more of inside guys. But the guys that I'm really looking at and want the Browns to look at hard and long is Troy Hill – Brian Poole, and Kwan Williams for that role there. Now, the guys linked to the Browns, Adoree Jackson uh, has been linked to the Browns. Now, he fits exactly into what we've seen Barry do, right? Guys coming off of their contract, first-round talent, first-round pick, maybe hasn't worked out perfectly. Great speed. He's linked to the Browns uh, from the Titans, Adoree Jackson. And then Gary and Conley is supposedly supposed to have mutual interest, according to uh, Steve Dorchek of the Canton Repository tonight. So there's a couple guys linked to the Browns. Uh, the Browns re-signed Malcolm Smith and, of course, Rashard Higgins. Huge. Bringing back Hollywood. Uh, that's all good. But I preach patience here because being patient here is going to allow this money to go a lot further on the second wave of free agency. Um, don't panic. I hear people on the radio calling in saying, oh, we're doing this. We're not getting the edge. We missed this, this. There's a ton of guys out there, including at 26 in the draft. You get your long-term solution at edge. I think that may be the route they're going. But they still will address it again in free agency, guaranteed. I, I, once again, Tack McKinley is a very talented guy, but a guy who's going to fill that Adrian Claiborne role, a, a, a guy that you can bring in on pass rush downs and let him flash that talent. Um, and, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a low-risk, high-reward contract for him. He could, play, he could pan out and be fantastic for the Browns, but he could also be nothing and oh well, right? Uh, but that's where I say you, they look at Alden Smith, Carlos Dunlap, guys that had resurgences last year, guys that can, I mean, Carlos Dunlap was excellent in Seattle. Alden Smith had a great year. These guys could bring that pressure opposite Miles Garrett, work as a stopgap. You go draft your your edge of the future at 26. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, I know we put stuff on Brown's wire about him. Love that guy. If he was there, I would gobble him up. I think he would be a tremendous edge for the future for the Browns. So I'm, you know, patience. The second wave is coming, and I know Barry's going to take advantage of it. Uh, the market's softening already, and you're, you know, all these teams, a lot of teams overpaid for guys, and the Browns are going to be better off in the long run that they waited. This has been another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland, presented by Blue Wire Hustle. Uh, big thanks to Doc Holliday of. Uh, former running back for the Rams and co-host with Isaac Bruce of the uh, Believe in Rams podcast. He was awesome, hilarious, and uh, gave us a good breakdown on uh, everything. Uh, John Johnson III asked him about Troy Hill as well, and uh, another Memphis kid, Anthony Miller, who is now on the trade block 
talked a little bit about Stafford. Uh, so if you missed that uh, portion of the show, make sure you go back and watch the uh, interview. You can uh, please hit subscribe down below. If you're watching the show now, we're on playback. Hit it down below and you can catch the podcast where all popular podcasts are found. Uh, this has been another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland as free agency goes on. Good stuff tonight. Hollywood's coming back. Great news. Uh, and uh, we're going to get out of here on that note. Uh, for uh, uh, Mikey on the ones and twos, my name is Brad Ward. This has been another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. We are out. <laughs>